And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, what's up, fellas? You know. <laughs> what's up with the fellas? Arf arf. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Apparently, Max wants to talk about hoops. The NBA is back. I said hoop. Yeah, he said hoop hoop. As hoop in, hoop. Yeah. Hoop, yeah. Hoops. Throw the ball going, into the hoop hoop. We're going to the final four. That's basketball. Hey, that's right? a basketball thing. You're right. Yes. Man. Slam dunk. Max I got this one. Sporto. I didn't realize you're so into college basketball, but hey. To each, to each their own, okay. and this seems like your thing. Um, anyways, guys, let's talk about some... Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Movies we've seen. Robert, what have you seen? I've got my uh, end of October scary movies that I finished up. Not quite the list I had last time. Sorry. But oh, um, the list heads are going to be really disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boo. Boo. At least more than four or five items. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters, which I wanted to get in for the end of October. Love Wait, it. is that why you answered the call before we got on the record here? You know it. Robert got a phone call before we got on. <laughs> <laughs> Tattletale. Don't, I told you not to tell people I take calls. Um, and his number yeah. is 206. Wow. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Area, area yeah, coding bleep. in it. Bleep, bleep. Um, the... It's just like lightning in a bottle. Like I think they've talked about going away to a cabin and, and getting really high and writing the script for Ghostbusters. And even like the script varied a lot from what ended up happening once they, you know, cast things and you know made changes. And, and uh, it's I it's just like you can never hope to have it's so dry and and funny and uh, it's a classic for a reason. I don't, I disagree. I still like number two, but I think I have so much nostalgia wrapped up in it because it was just more Ghostbusters for me mm -hmm. as a kid. It's definitely not a superior film, but what are you going to do? But hey, we're talking about the original Ghostbusters, so that's what I'm saying. Um, Watched The Addams Family. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Uh, Thing himself. Um, <laughs> I really like it always just weirded me out as a kid how it's it's not like they're like dead they're just like really weird people and it feels like they kind of just like like death and like are weird and morbid there is a walking hand in it so it's not like it's just a weird like you know kind of yeah and they have like the and they have like cousin it who's like a weird like it doesn't seem like they're a person it seems like they're a weird like hair creature so and like lurch seems like there's something more going on than him just being a tall you know, grunty I mean, guy. They are creepy and they're kooky. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's kind of where it ends. It's like they're creepy and kooky. It's like they're very weird. They're and like altogether spooky. They're vampiric, but they're not vampires. And they're like, you know, they're creepy. I don't know. I, I just love 
What a funny movie, and I love the execution of it. I haven't watched, I don't even know if that's out yet, the Wednesday series I or... I think it is. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a third movie with like none of the returning actors, because Raul Julia Ooh. died between yeah. the second one and the third one. The third one has, um, fuck, what is his name? Uh, Tim Curry as... Uh, wow. As uh, Raul Julia's Gomez. Gomez, yeah. I mean, not. I mean, Weird. I love Tim Curry. Yeah, so not I, a I, horrible recasting, but apparently the third one is awful. I mean, I've never even heard of it, so it couldn't. It can't be that good. Because I didn't hear Union. of it. Try it out. Um, <laughs> I also watched uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Speaking of, Tim um, Curry. I believe that was my last October movie. Believe it or not. Oh my goodness! Um, great one. I think I saw that in the theater when I was a teen and really liked it. Never been to one of the crazy screenings where. You dress up and interact, but uh, it's an enjoyable film. Great songs. Meatloaf in there. Speaking of someone uh, he's been like experimented on and then killed later in the movie. So you get a Meatloaf song in there. Rest in peace. Um, it's very good. You guys have both seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Season Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what a movie. I rewatched Get Out. Because I was like, hey, let's keep the horror movie train rolling, even though it's after October 31st. That's not a lot. Um, you got to watch uh, Pilgrim movies and movies about turkeys. That's it. You know what? I have Get Out and Nope very close in my Jordan Peele uh, favorites. And Nope might edge it out a little bit. I really wow. did like, I know, I really did like Get Out. And I really think it's like, it's amazing, especially for like his first uh, his first film and it's got some like obviously something important things to say but I feel like I feel like I've gotten even more out of rewatches of nope and like thought about it more it's also maybe some recency bias and I need to watch that one again too but um both really good and I really enjoyed revisiting it and the performances are really great um uh by Daniel Kaluuya what's his how do you Kaluuya I think that's how you say his name. I think so. Something um, like that. Amazing in both of them, but also very different characters too. So, um, uh, yeah, recommend obvi- everyone obviously revisiting his all of his movies thus far. But um, yeah, so a good, a good rewatch for that one. And then most re- recent movie I've watched, The Rock, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. And Dwayne Johnson. And Dwayne Johnson as Alcatraz. And The Rock Harris. Um, so fun. I didn't realize I looked up a bunch of like IMDb trivia. Um, and there's little details like Nicolas Cage gets a Beatles record in the starting. And he's like, I had it sent to the office because my girlfriend would have gotten mad if I bought, you know, a $600 album. She doesn't understand. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, you could just buy a CD. He's like, first of all, blah, blah, blah. And also these sound better. And I guess he ad libbed that because at the time, Nicolas Cage was actually frustrated with CDs audio quality. <laughs> so <laughs> he wanted to call it out in the movie. I also didn't realize his character supposedly doesn't swear. I think he d- does by the end because of the stress of the situation, but I don't think I picked up on that initially. That's character so, progression, my man. It's pretty funny. Is um, it, that's Michael Bay. Yes, correct. I feel like I remember enjoying it, but I it's um, fun. Imagine <laughs> I wouldn't if I went back. To it's it, fun. Maybe I'm wrong. There's also a funny little like theme that plays when there's like little plaintive moments. And sometimes between like cage and 
uh, Sean Connery and stuff. And it's like, doo, 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 doo. like, I think someone, when I was watching it with some people, they were like, this is like the return to the Shire music kind of like, it's such a funny, it's Hans Zimmer. It's a good score. Mm-hmm. The but... tune that you just did was there's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. <laughs> they play that too. <laughs> um, no, it's good. You should give it a, a, a rewatch. It's, it's pretty fun. Uh, Ed Harris as the bad guy is 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 great too. I remember and, uh, my my best memory of that movie was we watched it when we used to do those movie nights at Ben's house. Mm-hmm. I think the week prior we literally watched Stepmom with that also had Ed Harris in it, and uh, that we that's where I heard that from. Yeah, and so we were we you and I were joking about uh, the Rock being a stepmom sequel because you know what happens in that movie Ed Harris goes nuts. And then takes over Alcatraz. And then I remember uh, Anna, uh, one of our friends, just going, Robert and Andrew are really funny. <laughs> <laughs> For once. For once, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, because who's, because, yeah, what was the initial idea? Is that, yeah, the, the stepmom and spoiler alert for the stepmom that Susan Sarandon passes away. And then the beginning of The Rock is him going to his wife's grave and being like, there's something I'm going to do now. And I couldn't do it while you were here, but I know you'll, you'll trust me. Step-mom, so it is a funny, rock. it is funny, like a fake sequel to, to the stepmom. Yeah. He's like, and I'm not telling uh, the my new wife what I'm doing today either. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, we are funny. Uh, and that's, we are funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I've seen for movies. What about you, Max? Uh, let's see. I also watched some October spookers. Uh, so Curse of Bridge Hollow with uh, Marlon, I believe, Wayne. Uh, did I already talk about this? I think this? you did. Think... We did talk about this last time, I think. Let me confirm with last week's notes. Oh, what a faux pas. I've never done anything like this. <laughs> We might have, I think we talked about it off of the pod, perhaps. Maybe. No, but I literally, last time I think I was like, duh, and I started repeating all the movies I did the last time. People oh, don't know this, but that. we have all, it's the same, it's like a pre-written list that Andrew sends us. He's like, you watch these movies, yeah, you watch these it. movies, yeah. that's the script. Yeah. So. Um, I Max, I don't have it on your list, so you must have. Uh, An off-pod discussion, wow. Oh, uh, yeah, we we try to avoid those. Well, this one's free, listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, Kurt. Curse of Bridge Hollow. Um, I watched it because it was described as similar to Hoobie Halloween. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but it's still somewhat enjoyable. Uh, I I really loved Hoobie Halloween. I I wonder if I would enjoy it as much a well, second viewing. It is a Netflix movie with an aged former '90s comedian, so ah, maybe I it's see. like maybe that in that comparison. way. Yeah. Uh, there are some cool things about it, though. It's got the uh, one of the sisters from Stranger Things. It's got Kelly Rowland from uh, Destiny's Child, um, and is she the one that tra- texts someone through like a PDF file or something or a spreadsheet? When what? in real life in the music video? In... Uh, never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was probably. Thought this is more well known. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. It was, it's a good one if you want to watch it like a pretty family-friendly one, although it, they might swear a bit in it, but uh, if you want to watch family-friendly mm. one, Curse I of Bridge Hollow. Nope, sorry. Yeah, more like the curses of Bridge Hollow. Ooh, yeah. that's pro- <laughs> Good one. Uh, but it's okay, good. How, how I, bad a cursing are we talking? I, I think they say shit or fuck a couple <gasps> times. You know. Well, they can't say shit. They can't say fuck a couple times if it's like it's got to be PG-13, right? Then it's probably shit. Well, I can't have that. <laughs> I think they cut it off a couple times and then they they let it roll a couple times or something like that. I don't really remember. <laughs> Whatever. But like I someone's like, learn... holy shit. And then someone opens a door and yeah, yeah, that like Mahalo motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did learn that they used to carve turnips instead of pumpkins uh, wow. originally for Halloween. 
And I, I think pumpkins are the better. That's why we got rid of that lemon tree, because it's haunted. Now everybody <laughs> drink your turnip juice. Uh, I, I also watched another movie uh, called Cat People, which uh, is an old, like, 30s black and white. Are you waiting? 30s or 40s, whatever. I, huh? Hang on. This, we talked about this. We yeah. talked about this one in the same conversation. It was off air. It was not in the pod. Really? We're I'm wasting sure. content. <laughs> well, that's why I'm covering it again. Andrew's ruining it. Anyways, this Andrew, is the last one. Andrew, cut out all of your interruptions. This is My the last God. one that we talked about. Cat people, it's garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not garbage. It's not that good, though. Not very interesting. It's, it's interesting in that it's a little bit weird where um, <laughs> this lady's from Serbia, I think. and uh, like, Well, you watched it. Are they from Serbia or not? <laughs> this is how much I remember of it. Uh, but there's like a, a rumor, not a rumor, like a folktale that people turn into cats and then kill their husband after their first kiss. And uh, she believes it. And so she gets married to this guy uh, and then like avoids him for the rest of their marriage uh, and then starts getting jealous of this other woman and like turns into a panther and, and tries to kill him. It's women. <laughs> women, exactly. Uh uh, I don't know if it's like, really hey, cool. you're at the bar yeah. early night. It's like, yeah, the wife's a freaking panther again. Ah, <laughs> uh, Serbians. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, man, you can't, you can't say that shit in here. Get out of here. <laughs> there, I mean, they had a couple times where some other people, I think, came up and um, and they were like, that person looked exactly like a cat, and it's just like a normal ass person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal thing to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that. I also watched Nope. This is the last of my Halloween hey. movies, but the first that I didn't talk to you about off air. Um, Finally. Yeah. Wow. He was keeping this one secret, even from us. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I would have to watch Get Out again, but I think I'd probably like to get out more. Yeah, than that's fair. Nope. Uh, but it does have some some cool stuff in it, some some interesting things. Although, like, I, I think it kind of plays fast and loose with its it's got some rules about eyes and some mm. of it. I'm like, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying that certain mm. things, certain eyes are recognized as eyes from miles away and other eyes are kind of ignored. Uh, okay. I'll, like, I'll look for this stuff going into the movie, but thank you for giving me hmm. uh, spoilers yeah. for the movie. Thanks, Max. People look okay, at things now in the movie. Yeah. Now you know that eyes yeah. are, are, you, are, you do know that people, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew thought he was going to watch a movie where like people were like eyeless humans and that's how they had all evolved. Like, oh, it's an interesting world that he's crafted. <laughs> well, was I even talking about eyeballs or am I talking about the letter I? <gasps> oh, that's true. Oh, it is dude, a big grammar movie. I'm back movie. in, bro. I'm back in, bro. I love a mystery. Uh, no, I would love to I would love to talk to you about it off off pod, but I um Oh, we can't I, do I, that anymore. Andrew gets really <laughs> oh, confused. Oh, you're right. By it. <laughs> you're right. Well, you know, we'll record it and then we'll play it for him during the next like, episode. Gotcha. If these gotcha. If the conversations I have aren't content they don't happen for me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I really, like I mentioned, I, I really enjoy that one. And uh, there's some cool stuff going on. Some, <laughs> especially, some cool I think I've seen it two or three times on. now and there's, I've picked up some cool stuff. What? Yeah. I just, lo I love really vague statements. Like, you know, I really like. I'm trying movie. to be. I, know, I don't know. I, know. I just, I, I find satisfaction in somebody just saying like, you know what? I think there's some cool stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you maybe watched it wrong, and I'll don't worry, I'll honey, I'll tell you what's going on underneath. 
behind the curtain. It is kind of weird that we have these movies that we can't talk about because someone in our group has not watched it and we want them to watch it. That's <laughs> so fine, though. I think like, like so I think big. Andrew knows there's eyes in it now. So I think okay. he's a little closer to possibly. But I don't know which it. one. I don't know. which one. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. That's true. OK, uh, so that that finished up my October. And then um, I watched Paddington. You guys seen this movie? Had you not seen it before? I've seen first time. (gasps) It's gold. It is solid gold. It's it's the best. Like when when the trailers came out, it just seemed like one of those. Yeah, it seems like like Clifford or any kind of like book adaptation of a. You don't want to watch. They're so good. Yeah, and it so it it happened to be one of those ones. I was over at my mom's house, and sometimes we have trouble like picking Mm -hmm. a movie that everyone wants to watch. But I saw that. I was like, this one's going to be pretty harmless. Uh, you can't really say. Probably only a couple no. of fucks in there. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they cut off most of them. Um, <laughs> uh, um, anyways. Yeah. Very touching. Very like the animation is fantastic. Yes. Uh, like I also love just kind of the reality of it where like he is a bear, but it's not like scary it's like people are like oh how odd the bear a bear's walking around okay well nice to meet you yeah like, I like, that's the level of like understanding in it there's one point where um where oh they're running down a list because because he gets lost and they want uh the family wants to find him so they're reporting him lost to the police and they they say like he wears a, a red hat he wears this like button-up blue coat uh oh yeah and he's a bear and it, and the police are just like, wow, that doesn't narrow it down too much. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's good, and it's funny that they like explain it as this very particular like breed of bear that uh, is like is from it like Peru. Peruvian. Yeah, exactly. And like there are hardly any left anymore. And but they learned English from this uh, explorer that went over there. Oh, I love it. It's, now, would you believe me if I told you the sequel is as good, if not? better i'm uh, okay like i'm really excited to watch it already just from the first one even if you hadn't told me that Mm. the first one is enough to sell and i'll I'll say one more thing hugh grant is in the sequel it might be hugh grant's best best role yeah oh my gosh it might be hugh grant's best movie ever you need to watch it you need to report back Uh, max you can just get off the call this is your homework (laughs) (laughs) yeah there have been a couple times where i was tempted but then i was like yeah maybe i should watch it like maybe i should watch the first one first huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I honestly i watched the second one first we were watching it for like wow. uh, monday movie club and like people were just like do we watch this movie like it at, at the time it still had 100 percent rotten tomatoes and so mm-hmm. we're like all kind of like how can this be like how can like nobody say anything negative about this movie it, Not even it's negative, like, pe- but like yeah because like it must be like someone should have been having a bad day and been like even this couldn't break through but it doesn't seem like that's the yeah, case so. it's, yeah it was i truly like each one of us was just like this is deserving of its it, i don't re- i don't remember who i think it's multiple people just like out of the blue you could tell that when they were talking about Paddington, they lit up, mm-hmm. right? Like they they really loved it, and so I think that was us just now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were those same, guys? Same way we did it, but like before I watched it, I, I remember like okay, I, it doesn't seem like a movie that's going to be fantastic. I don't know why, and and then I'm like going into it feeling like it's hyped up, right? Because I see these people who are like, this movie is great, and then I'm like, I'm telling this. To Jenny and my mom, like like people 
love this when they watch it. And I like, I don't know why, but I guess we'll see. And then I was like, oh, I probably hyped it up too much. None of us are actually going to like it. And then we all loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, so it's odd, though, because it doesn't – it didn't present itself like that in the trailers. It just presented itself as just another movie. It's got to be I'm like – I'm sure the, the trailers did it in a service and it made it look a lot more generic and like – it's hard. To, it's like hard. It's a hard sell because you're right. It does look like every sort of like cheap book adaptation that they just oh. kind of throw out there. So also, if you like, if you look at the number of like kids, children's books that have been turned into this this type of movie, I guess where you would just be like, ah, oh, whatever. Some of them work, some of them don't. But this one, like, and I can't even explain why, but it seems like it knocked it out of the park. Like it's funny. It's creative. Mm-hmm. It like spends a lot of time with small details. Yeah, that are like just. Um, I love the cutaway of the house, and you see all of them doing their thing inside. Yeah, yeah. neat, neat, creative things. The the actors do a good job. It's got the lady from Shape of Water. It's got the Earl well, of. It's Grantham got the woman from those from... movie theater ads. She like really likes the cinema. What's that? Who is that? Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> I normally, <laughs> I normally dislike Nicole Kidman. She's uh, great. Normally, yeah, she did a good job in this one. Mm-hmm. She plays the villain and does a great job as the villain um which i she also plays in those theater ads for (laughs) me at least (laughs) i because i absolutely despise her in that she rented out the whole theater and you're like outside like fuck i can't see the movie (laughs) yeah she plays this like hunter that wants to kill paddington the fun oh my gosh i don't want to spoil it too much for people but in her house when they like uh, when they pass the walls they have a little joke in there uh and I'll, I'm going to be vague because I want people to watch it. <laughs> so another case of this, but they pass through the walls, show the backside of the walls. Funny, funny joke. And it's just like little things like that. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like little things like that, that they just pop in there. A joke. They don't spend too much time with it. It's just a visual gag, but funny. Oh, you know, Very it's a, a great little joke is um, I think it's when he's at the airport or maybe at the train station when he arrives and it says, uh, He's about to get on the escalator. It says small dogs must be carried. So he, <laughs> he finds someone else's small dog and picks it up and then gets on the escalator. I loved it. Uh, so yeah. many little, little tiny things like that that are, are also just jealous so that like he keeps a, he can keep like a perfect sandwich, you know, underneath his hat for when he needs it kind of a yeah. situation. Emergency sandwich. Yeah. I, I got to try that. I, so I glad you liked it. Yes, well. need, don't wait to watch that sequel. It's it's so good. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it multiple times. Annoy- might annoyingly, as well. Paddington One is on Netflix, and Paddington Two is on HBO Max. So, ooh, that's where they get you. Stank. Good thing so I have got access to both. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's enough of Paddington. But if you haven't seen it, watch it. Mm. It's weirdly good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll make a third one. Anyways, I'll wait till I see the second one. Uh, I also watched Bad Guys. With oh, the animated, is that like yeah. the Ocean's Eleven looking movie or something? Yeah, yeah. with just a, a a bunch of villains that are uh, different animals that are uh, you know considered pretty bad, like a uh, wolf, a, a snake, a shark. It's got some voices that you'll recognize. It's got Sam Rockwell as the wolf. It's got Aquafina as a spider. Uh, Mark Marin is a snake, uh, and Greg Robinson, I think that's his name, as mm. a as a shark, and uh, a couple other guys. The guy who's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's like taking over as Falcon, I think, soon. 
because uh, the actual Falcon is becoming Captain America. He's oh, going to take on the role. I, yeah, yeah, Danny yeah. Ramirez, I yeah, think is his name. The, the younger. Yeah, yeah the oh, guy. He, he was like. There's he, a younger Falcon? Well, he's not a Falcon yet. So he's he's just. He got the, access to the um, the wing suit. Got it. So in the comics, that character has become the Falcon. And so there's speculation that he will also become the Falcon. That's the guy I'm talking about. He does the voice of a piranha. Anyway, uh, moving on. It's it's a pretty good movie. I, I liked it. And the animation uh, is pretty solid. I feel like it's kind of in a similar vein as um, Into the Spider-Verse. They don't go as far with it, but they um, have fun mixing 3D and 2D and like heighten things by, you know, putting in little, little bits here and there. I, so I think they do a good job with it. It's a fun story. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. I like Sam Rockwell. Uh, I think he does a good job. I watched another movie later with, uh, Sam Rockwell. I'll get to, but in between that, I watched two Top Gun movies. I watched Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. I was going to hope you were going to say like the same one twice or something. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, Top Gear also, the what did you TV have? show about cars. How, were either of the, Well, I'm assuming Maverick was the first time. Had you seen the original Top Gun before? I had seen the original Top Gun before, but I did not remember how um, unlikable Tom Cruise is in it. Uh, he, like I, the character, not, not the actor. Uh, the character is an arrogant jerk throughout even, the whole thing. Even with Iceman, little... who's supposed to be pretty arrogant, is like not as bad as him. He's like, he's way, I don't, like, we were, we were talking about this. Like, is he the villain of this movie? Every single thing that he says to contradict uh, Tom Cruise is correct. He's like, you're being unsafe. You're threatening the lives of the people around you, essentially, is is the thing that he's talking about. He's supposed to be the main villain of this movie, but he really, like, makes the best points. And he's I mean, like, that is kind of interesting to have it be, like, your protagonist is his own antagonist in, in a way. I don't know. It's it's also not, like, I don't but, have nostalgia for the movie, so. But I don't think that they intended it that way. And I don't oh, think that's it, probably they, true, too. I think, like, looking back on it, you can see, like, oh, this... <laughs> This is this guy's wild and reckless in a way that does endanger people's lives. And then somebody dies, you know, like it, it happens <laughs> and, and he doesn't, it's not like he realizes, Oh, I fucked that up. Like he, I mean, in a, in a way, right. Like he blames himself, but like everything of the movie excuses it and says it's not his fault. Sure. Multiple times. I would so argue the, the sequel does try to address some of that, which I like. Yeah, I don't. They, I don't think they address his character flaws very much, but they they do kind of address him reckoning with the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fallout of like losing Goose and everything like that. Yeah, so. yeah. In the first movie, there's like so he's Goose is married to uh, Meg Ryan, and mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise gets hit by this really hard. The fact that his uh, spoilers for everyone who hasn't seen the movie but his like co-pilot dies and uh partially because of decisions that he's making but like honestly in that case it's the one case where he wasn't really pushing it uh so far that you know like it was an accident and i think he he gets off they'd like they find no wrongdoing but he can't help us sort of blame himself because like Mm -hmm. 
they were out there together and it was just an act like the canopy yeah. fucked up or the, his it's, ejection. It's feet. interesting because, because he pushes things throughout the rest of the movie. So that's the one time he's not re- he, like the fact that he's pushing things makes a little bit of sense. Like, um, he's, he's trying to get around another plane that is also like trying to let him get around. And mm-hmm. so it's not like he's, you know, being a total the pilot's got his hand out the window, like go around, like go around. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the point is, uh, Goose dies. Uh, he's going to like talk to Meg Ryan and her kid who've just lost their husband and their father. And like, basically, he doesn't say a single word to them, and she has to comfort him. Like the whole that whole scene is about his, his character, uh, and like. I yeah, she's there's, like, can I get a... anything for you? <laughs> exactly. He's like, that would be great, actually. It's it's kind of I mean, they're like both that. having to mourn in different ways because they were like partners in crazy ways. But it is a weird. It, it's it's weird. It's a weird character. It's a weird movie for sure. Yeah, and, and I think people so... think of that movie and they think of the volleyball scene and they don't mm-hmm. think as much about like the tragic death and all the weird like machismo and stuff. I think the good machismo, weird machismo. I'm kind of disappointed that they're. Um weren't any gay characters and at least they didn't uh make a thing of it in the second movie because like there's a lot of allusions to it in the first movie i it seems like there's a lot of like Mm. locker room uh stuff going on and like i don't know i think there's an opportunity to do do something with it and they didn't do anything in the second one there are also a lot of a lot of sweaty dudes in that first movie just like, oh, and it seems like it's incredibly hot whenever they're filming because people are like just perspiring everywhere. Yeah, it's, like it's like crazy. Yeah, not just when they're out on the beach playing volleyball, but just like sitting doing their jobs. They are sweaty as hell. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the the sequel is good. Um, it is kind of one of those ones where like I'm wondering if the Navy <laughs> like is getting low recruitment numbers and they're like, we got to make a sequel to the top gun because this is like, we had a huge influx after top gun. I'm guessing. Um, but it kind of feels like that. It's kind of just like, how cool can we make the Navy look Navy? But um, also like, it's like, you just have to join the Navy, then become the top of your class, then join the <laughs> top gun class and then go on a crazy mission. That is very dangerous. Squad goals. Yeah. The, and they really made like that mission. So, um, ridiculously over the top. I loved it. That's I, that's <laughs> great that he's like you have. And he's like, and they're like, it's impossible. And like you have, if you go too fast or too high, the the missiles will see you. And if you this, and you have you have to go over a mountain and then upside down and correct. And it's really yeah. good. It's good stuff. And, and they had uh, Val Kilmer and they had Tom Cruise back. Um, but they they didn't bring back Meg Ryan and they didn't bring back his girlfriend for, from the first movie. Uh, so like none of the women made it to the to the second well, movie. I, but I don't remember if the what's her name Kelly. I'm trying to remember what the actress's name is, but I don't Kelly know if she Brock. Maybe that yeah that might be right. And I she she doesn't look like Jennifer Connelly. Let's put it that way. And she sort of said that I don't think they reached out to her, but she was sort of like, I don't think they want me. And, you know, I I think she was like, no one asked me and I don't think they would have wanted me. I'm not really what they're looking for in the movie. Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. Thank you. Um, Which I, I kind of like that. It's like someone that he did have a past with from around there. 
but that was and that was maybe alluded to because I think they say in the first movie like oh who's admiral who's what admiral's daughter have you you know gotten in trouble with now and that's mm-hmm. what that the new character the Jennifer Connelly is so it's an impl- implied that they did have a thing before yeah there's, she there's, looks amazing in this movie yeah she looks great it, yeah it, I mean if you're gonna everyone replace, looks good if you're gonna replace every uh, every woman from the first movie do it with Jennifer Connelly I suppose or any any movie <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah. And I it's also, also really kind like, of it's it's like the uh, uniting the old um, '80s fantasy movies. We got Labyrinth and Legend coming together. Yes, perfect. Uh, I also liked Bob. Yeah, Bob's good. Yeah, yeah. Bob's I liked good. I like the new like uh, cast. The new crew is factors. Yeah, I think they do. Hangman is Hangman too. He's got his helmet, and then like some of the letters aren't filled in. It's and great. he's he's a great like kind of Iceman-ish character yeah. where he's yeah. sort of like i'm the best baby like he just is so so bravado it's great yeah he also yeah he's he's much more cocky he's kind of like he's somewhat Iceman, but he's probably more um tom cruise's character from the first movie honestly um but yeah i i thought it was good um the the guy they got to play goose's son rooster um didn't seem like too he didn't seem too much like um goose at first like even though they had him dress exactly like goose in the first movie and play the same song that goose played in the first movie it was like a little like i shouldn't say a little it's way too much they had a lot of stuff that was like identical to the first movie in a way that i don't think it would have been and they like went in oh you're meeting your instructor at a bar before you meet them the next day and oh it's so embarrassing to do that Mm -hmm. they did that in the first movie and second movie did a little bit of a flip with it but not really and then they had like also that same scene of okay he's gonna uh in his hawaiian shirt and his uh aviator glasses he's gonna just needed another baby sitting on top of the piano yeah it's just it's (laughs) i I mean but i'll be honest this is like my this is what i think people should look at for making a legacy sequel like all that stuff worked for me i think they kind of threaded the needle on a lot of it they did the thing where it's like yes you are seeing like the intro is the the same basically it's just like better quality cameras but it's the same intro and stuff yeah but i liked i kind of like that as legacy because it's like this is what you enjoyed about it it's better footage like we're actually in the planes now it just felt like dialed up in the right way it, me, and i kind of hit for me to me i liked it but i thought it got into boba fett territory a little bit where it's like okay it was crazy I, when I, boba fett showed up all in I, <laughs> <laughs> like i i'm probably especially after watching the um the first one the day before right so sure. then i, I watch it i'm like okay it's so I saw fresh that scene already like, i saw right. that scene already i saw this scene already like oh and now he's flying the same plane that he did you know 20 years ago or whatever like okay let's just keep calling this back do people even care but uh overall pretty good movie i liked it uh i also watched see how they run which is a murder mystery uh this is the the next one with uh sam rockwell and saoirse ronan and um yeah i thought it was a good one it's it's uh it was funny i think saoirse ronan did an especially good job in it um and i yeah i recommend watching it cool. and that's it for movies for me sorry that went a little long how it's about okay. you andrew uh watched rampage the dwayne the rock johnson movie uh hell yeah it's, it's okay it's like was, was it anything like the video game uh it's named after the video game there are big creatures there at are some big points. creatures that, that destroy some buildings um but no, not really. It's does not like carry the spirit of the video game in any way, but 
Um, yeah, some... I was like really waiting for the moment when the monster reaches in, grabs someone on the toilet, eats them, and then gets sick. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like the rock's fun in it. The 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 interactions between him and the and the CGI ape are fun sometimes. But like, it's a pretty lifeless movie, all things considered. Um, so didn't love it. We just watched Gremlins last night. Well, that that uh, was back to Rampage. That was a property that did not need to get made into no. a movie. And, and it seemed it, like the people involved in it knew. Sure, well, but at they, least it gets like low stakes. Like it's not like all the Rampage fans were like, don't fuck it up. Ah! It's like there's sort of was an expectation you have big monsters and they kind of did that. So uh, it's it's, uh, it's supposed to get a trilogy or that's like the filmmaker's plan is a trilogy. So. Hell yeah. We'll see. Maybe they can fix it in the next two. Let's hope so. Um, We watched Gremlins last night, which is uh, some got some problematic stuff in it. The uh, the portrayal of Chinese characters is not the most sensitive, and uh, Mm, they are the most responsible people in the movie, though. As far as like, hey, don't you shouldn't take this mogwai. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, the little kid maybe not, but yeah, and the main character's annoying, but. you know, it's it's got some it's got some charm to it, and then we also uh, immediately watched the Key and Peele Gremlins two sketch, and uh, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, the sequel is better in my opinion. I love I love Gremlins, but I I like the sequel and how crazy it gets. Yeah, uh, and then I watched on my own uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Ooh, mm. <laughs> uh, and. I, so glad that franchise is done with. Apparently, this is the last one, and uh, <laughs> good. This, it was, uh, they're actually going to turn it into uh, another sequel. Uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's three, getting three a, sequ- yeah, yeah, three sets of movies. Um, uh, they have to, right? That's they said they, they said now. you know people have a lot of questions about those locusts. We're going to do a trilogy of movies I about those. I can't believe that the the the, the that uh, Dominion or not Dominion. What was the second one? Fallen World was like the whole thing is the dinosaurs are loose. And we have to see how they're going to like, you know, like the third, like we, we third, live in a Jurassic world now. Like yeah. we have to see what life is like with them around us. And the third one is supposed to be about like, what is the world with all these dinosaurs around? And it turns out that the main storyline is about super engineered locusts mm-hmm. and what? dinosaurs are barely in it. It's like, so it is there a- are dinosaurs, but it's just like, it just feels like punctuations. And I was, it's it was, annoying it's, that there's so much of the bug stuff. It's Wait, what? mind boggling. Yeah. It's mind boggling. How, yeah. like how much they do not deliver what you want in this movie. It's, and then like the whole, what like the-, the whole marketing is like, wait till you see the legacy characters and the new characters interact one hour and 45 minutes into the movie. They don't meet huh. until like two thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah. And also, and like, just the biggest dinosaur bugs. that's been in the franchise, and it, like, doesn't seem bigger than a T-Rex to me. Like, I was like, oh, I guess it's bigger. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Just so stupid. I um, did kind of like the the pilot character. She was, I oh, liked was her. Great. and I, She was great. Yeah. In but fact, I was, but it was just weird to, like, she's it's the third movie, and we're meeting her, and I was like, yeah. where were you before? You seem kind of fun. Only part of the movie that was actually fun was, uh ian malcolm like he he like kind of saves the day and he starts to unbutton his shirt to like kind of like show chest and she just kind of looks at him and shakes her head and he, he buttons his shirt back up i was like that okay that was that was legitimately funny um and then i watched today don't worry darling oh wow yeah um is that a whole i one? have not had that on my list just because i was so overall the hullabaloo online and it didn't sound good it's uh it is a 
if you have not okay so let me let me say this um florence Pugh is great in it harry styles is pretty good in it everybody else is fine um and i think that if you have not seen a single movie in the last like 10 years you might think it's pretty interesting but if you have seen uh, more than five movies in the last five years um i think you will recognize it as a very creatively bankrupt movie because it is like clearly uh olivia wilde saw a bunch of movies and was like well i could do those better and then like tried to make them into one movie and it's uh not good wow wow i don't yeah i mean like i think um what was her what was her first movie book uh uh book smart book smart really good like i thought that Mm -hmm. was a really good movie and so like i thought like well, she may have a talent for filmmaking. And this one like just completely took all that away from me. And I don't know what happened, but the, you know, again, like I think the all the stuff about what happened behind the scenes in the movie is either the worst publicity stunt in history or it's <laughs> it's worthy of its own like 12 series documentary, you know, like it's it is it just it's such a weird story, but yeah, the movie is not worth the, the all the drama that happened in it. And Shia LaBeouf is not in the movie. Not in the movie. No. Okay. I didn't follow the drama too much, but I I saw some weird stuff. Yeah. He was supposed to be Harry Styles' character, but. Okay. um, You know, the the, the one positive I'll give it is that it made Jordan Jordan Peterson really mad and anything that makes Jordan Peterson mad, I think it has its merits. So I'll give it, I'll give it that much. Um, That that makes me think that a lot of things have merit. <laughs> little, little pissy baby. <laughs> the existence of women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the stuff I've seen. Why don't we we're running a little short on time, so why don't we quickly talk about some TV shows we've seen? <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen Max or sorry, Robert. Robert. What Robert, the Robert, uh, Robert, No, no, no. I'll uh, go I only first. have one I'll TV show scene. Uh, it's only two only two episodes in. I've started watching Severance. I got an Apple TV Plus uh, subscription, uh, free subscription through Feb, so I'm going to try and catch up on the show. I think they're now currently filming season two. I, just, I like it so far. Very Zach, mysterious. Zach Cherry, huh? who's in Severance, Zach Cherry was so funny on Doughboys last week. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I really like his character. Uh, Christopher Walken has popped up. Uh, John Turturro. I already mentioned Adam Scott. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting people, but... Very good. It's very mysterious. It's the weird. It's very weird. Sterile sort of office. Kind of gives me control vibes from the you know the video game Control. Um, really good and excited to continue. I think it's nine eps, so I will keep checking in with that. Yeah, Max. What about you? Uh, I watched the rest of Yellow Jackets. I think at the end of it, I said, "Oh, the the first two episodes had gory stuff," but after that, it didn't. And then immediately got into some really nasty gory stuff. Um, but, uh, overall I like it. I'm interested. I'll, I'll keep watching. I, um, wonder what they're going to do in the second, um, uh, season because they leave a lot of stuff, uh, cliff hanging mm-hmm. stuff they introduce, but don't, uh, pay off. Uh, I also watched one episode of tales of the Jedi. It was okay. Uh, I'll probably watch the rest at some point, but, um, not in a rush. I watched fourth the fourth season of dairy girls. Uh, and I enjoyed that. It's a really fun group mm-hmm. of people, uh, 
great actors, great accents, uh, good write, great writing, I should say. <laughs> I think it's, it's good. It's fun. Check it out. I also watched some Great British Bake Off. Nice. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of TV, I have to say. I think uh, just some shows that me and my wife are watching, which is like uh, New Amsterdam and The Rookie. And so just nothing. I haven't watched anything new uh, lately, so... Um, why don't we go right to the movie that we're talking about this week on HBO Max? Robert has seen it a record-setting amount of times. We are talking about Barbarian. Barbarian on HBO Max. Uh, let me pull up the wiki for it, like I did when I'm prepared for things. <laughs> 2022 movie by Zach Krager, starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and do we want to say the third Bill person? Because I know Robert, you were kind of like, oh, I hope people don't know about someone. Uh, I mean, I if people are, I don't think it's a big spoiler to say that there's another person in it, but the. The it superior trailer, in my opinion, doesn't show that person. I didn't, yeah. and I would, and yeah. so, but yeah, I think it's fine to say yeah. that Justin From, Long is also Justin in this movie. Long is the third. Yeah, I heard, I heard he was in it, and then totally forgot everything about I, it. No, and it's first, kind of a great reveal if you don't know. Yeah, the yeah. first trailer I saw had Justin Long in it, so that was not a surprise yeah. to me. But um, okay, before we get into plot stuff, I Robert, how how soft of a recommendation are you going to give Barbarian? <laughs> The, oh, the hardest of recommendations. This is prop. This is in my like top five, maybe top three of the year. Maybe my number one of the year. Wow. Uh, really maybe. love it. What? <laughs> Are there any other movies you've watched? Eight, nine. Times? Yeah, like RRR is probably oh, okay. up up there for it. Um, but I haven't seen that. I need to see that five times first to make sure I like it as much. Um, no, it's it's just really high up. But no, I I couldn't recommend it enough. I think it's it's. It's got disturbing subject matter, but I think they do a good job of of letting you kind of fill in the blanks in your own mind in to some degree. Uh, punctuated uh, moments of of crazy gore, but it's nothing you can't cover your eyes for. I think it's crazy. It's got lots of twists. I love the pacing and it it's always keeps you guessing mm -hmm. and um, especially good for a group watch and just great. I saw it twice in theaters, a really great theater experience. So love it. Max, what about you? It's not really my genre, but I thought it was well made. I thought that it had, uh, it, it did a good job with, with pacing. It did a good job with the characters. Um, there were some parts that were laugh out loud funny to me. And, um, and yeah, and the other like uh, scary moments and like what, what the hell is happening. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think it's a very well-made movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's also not my cup of tea in terms of movies. Um, hey, that factors into the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I noticed you didn't drink it, which is totally fine. You know, I understand. <laughs> you don't know me. Um, I would. I gotta. I gotta give it right off the bat. Props. Um, casting Bill Skarsgård as the like person that you maybe you're not supposed to be trusting of is perfect casting because like it takes your your pre-existing expectations of bill skarsgård being pennywise not that long ago 
and like he has a line that says what what do i look like a monster yeah, yeah. i love and, that one. and then he goes he, dances and he becomes <laughs> like the sneaks clown. into the, the and i'm like great, oh my god this is a secret it sequel um it's it's brilliant casting just on your expectations and like he's a he is a great actor so he's also really good at being like a gentle like nice man but he's very good at portraying this kind of like kind of creepy like there's something below the surface here kind of guy too it's doing yeah Krager has talked about it but like the red flag stuff and the little things that he does that aren't necessarily like wrong but are kind of setting off bells and i think especially if you're a woman and are used to kind of looking out for those things there's definitely stuff he's saying and doing that's kind of like mm, okay and he plays it all brilliantly mm-hmm. i really love it yeah so uh, the first thing I want to say about the movie is I read a very funny review for it on Letterboxd, which is um... oh, I, just real quick. I want to go back to what you were saying there, the red flags. Uh, we're talking about the movie, so we're, we're giving mm-hmm. away spoilers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it, I think we should I, to anyone who is listening. And if you're on the fence, give it a shot, because you just heard these two guys say it's not like they're a cup of tea generally, but they appreciate, you know, what it is attempting mm-hmm. to do. So I would recommend it. Gird yourself a little bit. It's a hor- it is a horror movie, but if otherwise we should just do yeah. some spoilers and yeah. talk about it. But yeah, so like the the fact that they portray this guy as making making those moves kind of and and s- sending out some red flags and then confirming that he he's totally harmless. It's like a, a little bit of kind of like that uh what do you <laughs> What are you trying to say about guys like that, right? You should trust but, nice guys. There's nothing exactly yeah. like you're you're or, reading or too even much that, into like, a it. A nice guy can do things that you don't that he doesn't realize are uncomfortable or weird, so. and it's not that, their yeah. fault. And it's their behavior is yeah. not their fault. <laughs> yes. It's how the women are taking them in. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it gave me some of those vibes after the fact, where you're just like, "Oh, okay, all right." So it was fine that he did all that. Well, stuff. and I think he's the director just, said, "Like he's like, this gentleman. isn't." I think Zach Krieger was like, "I'm not coming at this from like a a, a high horse." He's like, "I've been this guy. Mm-hmm. I've probably done things or said things that like I thought was fine, but I wasn't putting myself in other people's shoes or realizing that oh, maybe that sounded weird or maybe that sounded creepy or I could have yeah. done a better job." He's he says at one point when they're talking, he's explaining about the wine and he's like, and I thought if, if you came out and then I would do and he's like, fuck, I'm fucking rambling. What the fuck is wrong with me? And it's just like, yeah, you sound weird. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. Like you need to stop. I've also watched a couple reactions online to this movie. And it is funny to see, like I saw a woman reacting who was like, get out, go stop. But immediately <laughs> he said a weird thing, leave. And then a guy who's like, I'm probably like team Keith right now. He's fine. Everything's fine. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So and not just two people, but it, it is, I, I, I appreciated that. Anyways, the letterboxed review. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. Five stars. This is from Max Ivanov. Uh, you That's can't, not me, by the way. <laughs> you can't spell, you can't spell B, uh, air bar. <laughs> you can't spell barbarian without Airbnb. Hell yeah. <laughs> and um, someone pointed out it might be the same font as the Sweet Baby Ray's logo. <laughs> if you look up the Barbarian title and Sweet Baby Ray's, I think it's the same font. Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. I do see that. <laughs> um, Barbarian did it first. Um, yeah, I don't know how much you guys want to like kind of like jump around or talk why about you, it. Why don't you um, just like lightly say the plot of the movie? Sure. The plot essentially is... Tess shows up. She's got a job interview in Detroit. She booked uh, sight unseen. It would appear an Airbnb in a neighborhood on the outskirts of town. Um, and 
when she arrives, she can't get in. Turns out Bill, Bill Skarsgård is already there for the night. He booked it himself, too, through another agency. He, um, you know, they realize that they probably have the ex- actual ra- reservations the same. They just double booked. Um, she walks into the threshold. We get the title, Barbarian, in a really cool purple, ominous music. And you're like, oh, shit. She just crossed the, th- the threshold. Um, there's all the red flags I talked about. Um she kind of wants to see his like information and, you know, to make sure he's actually who, you know, he actually had a reservation when she finds his wallet, she takes a picture of his ID to make sure it's actually who he says he is. There's lots of little weird things or, like, Oh, that's, Tess, a, that's a pretty that's, name. That's also a safety thing too. Like sure. if, yeah, yeah. if you end up getting killed by this guy, sure. you want 100%. Him pot if it, they it find was a smart phone. thing. He says she hands the wallet back and he goes, huh? Good eyes. I was like, <laughs> saw the wallet. Like it, it's another little micro, like, compliment that's like weird or it's like wait is that a nope spoiler hang on hang on is that nope spoiler (laughs) um (laughs) and and then there there does become a point where like he's like kind of you know uh being a bit of a white knight he's like no women woman will sleep not on the couch when you know they could sleep in the bed and i'll sleep on the couch instead and they have a conversation and you know they go to bed and um in the middle of the night her door opens she forgets to lock the door to the bedroom Keith is out on the couch making noises and murmuring. She wakes him up. He freaks out accordingly and is like, what the fuck are you doing touching me in the middle of the night? And she's like, did you open my door? And he says no. And then she goes back to sleep. Cut to daytime. I've never been more surprised at a horror movie cut from A Scary Night Today without consequence. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I was just like, huh? Okay. Um, also, he should have been cranking off out there. Yeah. Huh? huh? <laughs> he's like, hi. And he's like waving. Hi, Tess. Hey, this is my <laughs> private time out here. Um, she goes Unless to you don't want and... me to have private time out here because I'm a gentleman. and uh... <laughs> You know, it's a, cr- a cool detail. And this is, you know, I will get into spoilers anyway. So it is what it is. When she steps out in the morning, previously she'd been on the out on the porch. She couldn't get in. She looks out to the neighborhood. She The houses are dark around her. She sees a car in the park in the uh, driveway next to her, but she can't see anything. The morning when she comes out, the only house that's like habitable is the one that she's staying in. Everything is dilapidated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. falling apart and derelict and the house across the street has uh, graffiti on it that says death from below i f- saw on my last mm. watch so i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. um yeah she goes to the interview the uh when interviewer she's driving on the street said, it's dunk 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 look <laughs> if you only had um the interviewer after she she was like has a, a it seems like she maybe got the job and she's like i'll give you a call she's like where are you staying and she's like oh brightmore and she's like what the f- don't what you can't stay there like that's a horrible place don't go there and not in like a supernatural way which is like that's a very bad dilapidated neighborhood like it's dangerous you couldn't be shouldn't be there uh she goes back anyway um keith isn't home yet she needs to use toilet paper twice she tries to, to go pee in this movie and it, and uh it was it's weird how much many people pee in this movie just a weird thing um she tries to go get some toilet paper from downstairs and um gets locked in there's a door that swings shut and then she is rummaging around and finds a rope that opens a door, a secret door in the basement. And this is where the movie starts to go get nuts because we get to some really great creepy music and she sets up a mirror to kind of like explore and see what's going on and finds a room with a uh, like a halogen lighting or whatever. And then a video camera and a bed and a bucket and a bloody handprint on the wall and she appropriately freaks out and runs out. And then Keith gets home and knocks on the window and 
gets her out or she slips the key to him and she gets her out. And then we kind of get like the ultimate red flagness of it all where she's describing not super well. I also forgot to mention that a, a homeless guy kind of runs at her when she gets back from the interview and like, like he's like pounding on the door, like get out of that house, little girl. So she's already freaked out about that. She doesn't even mention that to Keith, but she says there's like a bed in a bucket down there. I found a secret room. It's crazy. There's a lot. And, she's experiencing a lot of trauma in this like 10 minute span. And I think the basement stuff might be scarier than the guy who ran up on her. So she's like trying to convey a lot of information in a short amount 100%, of time. 100%. Yes. Um, and I, I've heard people criticize that like she makes a lot of decisions that like they wouldn't make or they think is stupid. But I think her flaw and strength is her compassion in this movie. Because yeah. there's times where she's definitely looking out for people where she probably should be looking out for herself even more. But I just think that like there's just something about her that she can't. Um, so Keith is like, listen, I, he says, I think he even says, listen, I, I know you're scared, but I didn't see what you saw. Okay. And he's like, let me just go see it with my own eyes. Keep, uh, and, keep going. Someone just knocked on my door. Hang on. Oh, no problem. Keep going. Um, and goes downstairs and basically says like, just wait around long enough so that the door doesn't close. Like, just let me 30 seconds, go down and check. He goes down. She's like, did you see? And he's like, I did. And then she's like, okay, come up now. And then he doesn't say anything else, which is so frustrating mm -hmm. that like, even if he had found something else going on, he should be like, whoa, test, I update. Hey, I found something else. Yeah, because he had to go through that door, right? 100%. So it is yeah. like, I mean, it, it's a horror movie. So I'm willing to let little things like that go away. There's there's always going to be little logic problems. I feel like for the most part, it's, it's, it's following its own rules. And mm -hmm. the rules are pretty loose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she goes downstairs, she can't find him, and there's only that that tunnel and then the little room off to the side until she bumps into the back of the tunnel, which is a plywood door that swings open and has stairs going into the earth. It mines, looks like it's the like the entrance to a mine. Yeah. And I've heard that maybe there are or were tunnels and things for bootlegging in Detroit at one point, so it's possible stuff like that exists. Um, I have no idea if that's the actual inspiration or not, but um, there you have it. Um, you hear very faintly Keith yelling to, out to her, like, help, help, help me. me. Yeah. And this is the moment where if it were me, I'd probably be like, there's no way I can help you, Keith. If you went down there and you are incapacitated or need help, I, I would, I, I would need to be much better armed and have better light. I, I just don't think I could, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. And is this the. Has she already tried to talk to the cops? I feel like she, there she a did. Times. She called when the guy attacked the door and she's looking outside for him. And they were like, we don't have any available units. If you can't see him, we can't send anyone. Yeah. Okay. I thought that that was a good job saying like, basically it is. And you're it's not on unrealistic that like they're out in the boonies, you know, they're not in the city proper. So they're probably dealing with a lot of other stuff. And if she's out in this weird neighborhood and she saw a scary guy, they are unfortunately not prioritizing that. So I, I bought it and it's also realistic in the sense of like the cops are also sometimes shitty and like won't care or won't show up anyway. So, mm -hmm. and especially depending on your neighborhood mm -hmm. and then I'm definitely not. Yeah. And then later they, more. they have the point where, um, where they run across her looking a little bit ragged and basically take her out to be a crack. Yeah. Later on, which yeah, you can yeah. sort of see from their perspective, like they're just seeing her for the first time and she's like, they're like, Hey, get your hands off the car, ma'am. And they probably have seen people that are on drugs and, and just like, raving about something so mm -hmm. i get that but it's incredibly frustrating because we know that's not the case mm -hmm. and she's also doing this to save someone else like she's well we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. but <laughs> she goes downstairs she's yelling for keith first huge scare of the movie is in my opinion is him you know rushing out of the darkness on his hands and knees 
I don't know how badly he was injured, but he says something bit me at to the mm-hmm. point where he's crawling. I, I feel like he should be up on his feet, but whatever. And um, and then he is sort of frantically saying, like, we can't go that way, even though she's saying this is the way we have to go to get out. And then huge scare. Something runs out of the darkness, grabs Keith, smashes his head like a melon on the rocks and screams in Tessa's face. Hard cut to uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi by Donovan playing as Justin Long drives down uh, the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, <laughs> crazy. I cannot describe what the theater was like in that moment. I can't. Yeah, I think nuts. like the the uh, stark shift change between like Bill Skarsgård, like he's like, getting his head bounced off the floor like a basketball, and then just like the the PCH Justin Long listening to music. Just like that, I think people. If I, I imagine people went nuts. It was great. It, it it was, yeah. It was a really strange feeling where like, um, it felt like the first half of it had a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like like you already you you finished it up, but there's still half of the movie left. It felt like an anthology movie, like like we're moving on to a different character almost. Like yeah. this is like this is now like. And, you know, it, it sort of does, but, like, it almost feels like that was Tess's, like, story of the movie, and now we're moving on to this character's, AJ's story of the movie, and, mm-hmm. like, we will never see Tess again. Like, it just felt like, almost like a, you know, season it, two of a show. It feels like the horror movie where it's, like, all the campers get killed by Jason, and then we met the, meet Next the new summer, batch of people yeah. that they're going to get killed. Yeah. So, and it's not entirely not that, but, yeah, we get, meet Justin Long, he uh, is quickly accused uh, or told by his agents that he's been accused of rape by a coworker. Um, he makes some moves and travels to Detroit where he has some he's properties. So, I just got to say, he's so believably despicable in this of like, <laughs> like I'm sure that there are so many male actors in Hollywood who have been accused of this very thing, who react just the exact same way. Like he's so good as mm-hmm. like this slime ball actor guy. Ugh. It just becomes like more and more obvious that um, he is a piece of shit and you're wondering what his arc, if he's going to even have one is going to be um, because he's like, at first you're like, did he do something wrong? Because he's, his reaction is like, Whoa, I can't believe that someone's saying this about me. I have to stop and think about it. Then he's talking to his financial advisor and he's like, I'm going to ruin this bitch. And you're like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't like this. Yeah. They, they, they play around with that. And I feel like it, you know, he's a bad person, but you are always expecting that arc because you're watching a movie. It's a movie. And you're and like, so this like, is what they've set up for to happen. At the um, very end of the movie, you're like, oh, I guess no, he's <laughs> I just, guess an asshole. just him he's, forever. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he goes to Detroit. We finally make the connection that the property he owns, one of them, is this Airbnb. So he picks up the keys. He goes there. This is weeks, several weeks at least, that have passed since the events uh, before the cut. So he finds all of Tess and Keith's stuff. Um, he, uh, talks to his parents, uh, says the F bomb, uh, to a friend of his on the phone where you're like, well, I am pretty sure you're, you suck. Mm -hmm. And then goes out. The friend is the director, Zach Rager, um, in the club talking to him and is like, come on, man, just tell me what actually happened. And then he does sort of explain very sloppily that, yeah, he did rape this woman. Basically he doesn't think so, but she said no. And he pressured her. And they did have sex and she has accused him of what he did. And he doesn't think that's what he did. I, so, uh, I gotta say like Zach Krager does a great job in this scene of like his fate, like the crestfallen look on his face of once he realizes like, 
oh, he did do this of like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's in like, just like this. He's like, come on. Just like, you know, like he's expecting him to be like, no, man, it was like, you know, we both consented and she's like lying and stuff. And he, when he just like basically lets it all out that, yeah, yeah, I mean, she said no, but I like pressured into it. And he's just like, he's like you oh. know me, man. I have like the eye of the tiger. And it's like, holy and shit. You could just see the look um, on his face of like, oh, my friend is a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. great. Uh, he goes home from the bar. He drunkenly calls uh, the actress, even though he was told not to, and says, I'm sorry. And if you think something happened, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wow, this guy sucks. Um, he goes to sleep without incident, wakes up, gets sick, and then kind of gets frustrated. He looks around at all the stuff and is like, I'm going to find out what's going on here. Um, eventually, um, hears a noise downstairs, arms himself with a little knife, a little fake stabbing motion, and then goes downstairs to find the squatter. Um finds the door, finds the um the creepy room and then <laughs> he's so the laughter in, in the theater when he's... he immediately starts to google whether he can add this to the square footage so of his funny. listing. I could so I could so not funny. stop laughing at that line. But that it's so was funny. and it's so and it's the good. perfect amount of length where they keep going back to it. He he's he's you know, he sits on the mattress to look at the room and he's like, "Ew." Ugh. And then so he's like he knows it's a gross room. What is he thinking? He finds the other tunnel that goes down. No sense of urgency. He just starts and putting the, the whole time he's measuring. He's measuring. He's walking out backwards how much into like the darkness. <laughs> he's just like completely oblivious. He sees the same tunnel that Tess saw with like dog cages, and is just like, hell yeah, look at this alcove. And is just measuring, measuring. Then he finds the room with um, the pink room with the blankets and the nursing video on. His um, tape measure gets pulled out of his hands. He hears a scary noise, runs into the darkness, drops his um, his flashlight. Not before he drops his knife. We we find out he's actually a bit of a butterfinger. <laughs> um, and then we also get a really cool shot right before he starts running, which is like first person where like it's like his knife and his phone sticking out. But it's like the arms are coming from right underneath the camera. It's a really cool shot. But he runs into the darkness. Something is running after him. The same thing that attacked Keith. He falls into a cage. He cut himself on his own knife on the way down. Tess erupts out of the darkness and shushes him. Then we get the next crazy cut where it's back to the house in the past. It looks great. This is, uh, would it be the 80s, I want to say? 70s or 80s, yeah. Yeah, late, or I think it's 80s because it says Reagan inherited the worst economy, mm. whatever. Um, and we meet Frank, who is the guy who plays Joe Chill in Batman Begins. Um, great character actor. Done other stuff too, of course. Um, he goes to the store. He buys stuff for a home pregnancy. Very creepy uh, seeming already. Then he watches and follows a woman home from the store. He puts on a jumpsuit with the name Carlos on it. And he doesn't seem like a Carlos. And we get the same ominous music that played when Tess walked into the darkness when she found the for- uh, door previously. He goes into her home, unlocks the bathroom window, goes home with his groceries. His neighbor tells him they're leaving. The neighborhood's going to shit. He says, I'm not going anywhere. And then he goes inside. And as he opens the door to the basement back then, we hear someone wailing. So we know that he is up to no good and has been for a long time. I was surprised that his neighbor didn't react to the Carlos uh, jumpsuit that he was wearing. He seems like he also seems like he's a comedian. I forget what comedian that is, but he just seems like uh, oblivious. Yeah, Kurt Braunauer. Yeah, just a weird detail i want to say it was all filmed mostly filmed in um sofia bulgaria so that neighborhood was actually just like a little place that they constructed and i think the interiors of the house were as well i think the shots of the neighborhood as tess is driving of the dilapidated houses are actually detroit Mm -hmm. um so we're basically caught up uh 
Tess and Justin Long are in the cage. Um, she explains that you can't get upset. If you get up, if she gets upset, then we're in big trouble. And then we get such a gross, horrifying shot and made our whole audience just freak out was a, a hair kind of drooping into the cage from above the whatever is above them. And then a baby bottle with the hairs kind of stuck all on the top of the nipple going down. And she's like, you've got to drink the milk. You've got to pretend to be her baby. Uh, Justin Long is not about it. Tess is playing her role perfectly. And um, because of that, the mama jumps down and caresses her and then pulls Justin Long uh, fully out of the hole and takes him to the the breastfeeding room, um, which is horrifying. And we can assert we can kind of figure out what happens there. Tess uh, sneaks away, touches the um, the uh, tape measure by accident, which alerts Mama. She gets out and breaks the window and gets saved by the homeless guy that was chasing her earlier. Just in enough time for the mom to almost grab her from the basement window and he basically says like she's like she is immediately like there's someone else in there we need to save him and it's like tess like, go <laughs> you got out you gotta go so he's just like listen you can't be here after dark she comes out and the best thing you can do is probably go save yourself that that um, was in that I, I thought that was interesting you have this like cave dwelling lady mm-hmm. who's like never left the house and but i guess apparently she does but only at night I don't know. I, I thought that pretty, pretty cool, like main villain for this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially since, uh, yeah, since the, the villain isn't as really as bad as we think. In fact, the guy says there's much worse things than her down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Long, since mama has, has run off, um, disappears in back into the tunnels. He finds a crossroads and heads towards the bell on a string going one way. He gets cornered at a door and then mama backs off as she sees the door and you're like, well, that can't be good if she's scared of something in there. Justin mm-hmm. Long goes inside. There's there's quiet Hawaiian music playing. There's garbage everywhere. And uh, he meets Frank, who is the guy we met earlier. He's an incredibly old man now. He's bedridden and sick. Um, he brings the uh, a night table to him because he's gesturing for it. And then he looks at the VHS tapes that he has next to his TV, which have horrible, horrible names like Puker, uh, Gas Station Redhead, blind stuff like that Mm -hmm. and we see him put a tape in and we don't see what's on the tape we hear a little bit of something and justin long turns it off and is like what the fuck is wrong with you like you sick freak and the guy pulls a gun out of the night table and you think he might shoot justin long and instead he shoots himself um probably a million reasons why especially since justin long was like hey buddy i can see that you're trapped and we're gonna i'm gonna have cops here and you're not gonna believe how many cops are gonna be into this place um so justin long is armed test breaks a window after she tries to get the police to help her, they don't. Um, she gets inside. She goes looking for him. And then she sees a little pinprick of light coming down the tunnel. And when she says hello, Justin Long shoots her. Not fatally, uh, but she is shot in the, in the chest or the kind of the stomach. And um, they they run out. I forgot to mention that Tess did try to drive away briefly. And Mama broke out. And she pinned her to the house with a car. And when they when they emerge, mom is gone. The car is totaled and his keys are down in the tunnel so they can't escape. They go to the water tower where the homeless guy lives. Another incredibly funny moment where he takes them in and talks to them around the fire. And he's like, we'll get you help in the morning and we're safe here. And they're like, how do you know? And it's like, man, I lived here 15 years and she's never broken into this motherfucker. And on the motherfucker, (laughs) we get the concrete wall, I think, blows up like Semtex hit it. And then mama comes in and rips his arm off and starts beating death with it. Um, uh, right before this, we have Justin Long sort of having a realization. This is the moment. This is the movie moment where he's like, 
I need to make this right. And you see he's talking about this situation, but what he's actually talking about is what he was in trouble for before, which was like, I'm accused of something. Maybe I did it. And maybe I'm like, he says like, I don't know if I'm a bad person or I'm a good person and I did a bad thing, but like, I need to, I need to fix this. Once mama breaks in, he ditches tests like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so He's immediately fast. out the door. Gunshot victim Tess is 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 staggering behind him. She won't wait. He won't wait for her. And then when he gets to the top of the tower, she yells at him to like use the gun to shoot her, the mama. And he he butterfingers it again, completely drops it off. It's amazing. Um, and then all of his uh any potential goodwill is derided when he says. I can get away if I use you as bait. And he tosses Tess off the water tower. Mama jumps after her and is able to kind of spinning catch her and land below her uh, down on the ground. Justin Long goes down and is like, wow, Tess, you're still alive. I'm safe. I'm saving you. You slipped. I was trying <laughs> to help you. He's he's like in the moment making up shitty excuses. His, his, I love how his excuses change. He was like, you know, I was up there. I didn't have much time to think about it. And like, I had to do this. So at that point he's wrong. And then eventually he's like, uh, you know, it was the only thing that I could do. And then uh, like, but here I am saving you. I'm, I'm the hero hook kind of thing. Yeah. That but was luckily, great. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, luckily the tilt, the kill didn't, uh, it wasn't fatal for mama. She gets up, she grabs uh, Justin Long. She, pushes her fingers into his eyeballs, which is incredibly gross, probably the grossest part since the head bashing earlier, and then pulls his head apart, which is pretty funny looking, like, blip, and kind of pulls it like a little bit apart, which is great. Um, and then we do get a genuinely, in my opinion, like sympathetic moment where like you realize what this person is. She's like just a product of where she was born and what mm -hmm. she was born into. She just wanted like a baby and who knows how many people she's attempted to do this with, but she has a connection to Tess. She feels like a parentage towards her and Tess sort of mercifully puts the gun to her face and shoots her at hard cut to written and directed by Zach Krieger and be my little baby starts playing yeah. amazing ending. Oh. Down to the <laughs> yeah. Um, the wasn't the, part of the story that like I, was this one of the women that he stole or it sounded like he had kids with them and then also he, had relations with the kids? When he, that... when he goes and gets stuff to, for a live, a live or a home birth, there's already someone wailing downstairs. So there's someone who's been down there at least nine months and he's stalking another woman. So I would presume this isn't the first time this has happened. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's the first birth, but it just, it all just seems to be like, a pattern. Mm -hmm. I, th I think so. The math seems a little wonky because he's like, when you make babies <clears throat> and copies with copies, then you get something like that. And it's like, yeah. well, she's not from the eighties, I don't think. No, but it, it's it's also like a horror movie, so it feels. I was trying to do the math. If you kind of consider that this is stuff from, you know, progeny from even earlier instances, I think it kind of works out. But it's all it's a little loose, but it's it's fine. I I, I thought it was also interesting this idea that if you take this inbred baby, stick it in the dark and like never let it see the light of day, it becomes incredibly powerful. I think they just got lucky with like the super Saiyan one. That's like bigger than the tunnels and is like crazy strong. Cause that's the other thing. It's like, if anything, it should be like the most malnourished, like, yeah. weak, like it should be like a Mr. Glass or something. No, yeah. instead so, it's like a superhuman, like, yeah. Super soldier serum. Like just sure. Tore through a concrete wall, <laughs> ripped a human being in half. Just like, yeah. That's that's how Chris Evans was made. <laughs> when he tears, yeah, when he tears that log in half in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, that's mm -hmm. nothing, yeah. nothing compared you get, to Mama. You, 
You can tell that's inbreeding, though. <laughs> so sorry, hey. I went over the whole plot basically, but I just that's really okay. love the movie. That's okay. Also, There's a lot uh, to Chris oh, sorry, Evans just Chris Evans just got Sexiest Man Alive, so there you go. Wow, perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. And Mama got Sexiest Woman Alive. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I really like this movie. This is another one of those things where, like Jordan Peele, where I'm like, wow, I really am excited to see what. Zach Krieger does next. I don't know if he only wants to do horror mm-hmm. or if he'll or what he'll, he's what he'll a, go on to. He's but. got an eye for comedy. If he wants to do comedy too, because mm-hmm. the the comedy in this movie is so funny. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And I, he, he's he's famously from uh, the comedy group Wise Kids You Know. So I think he brought all those sensibilities. Oh, and it, yeah. I didn't know. So that. he's the, yeah. The Wise um, Kids You Didn't Know. Sorry. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm, I can't wait to see what he does next. <laughs> Take that back to the Total workshop, Max. Silence. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry, and I, I will brag and and say, and I think maybe I guys told you guys this off pod, but I I carved a pumpkin earlier in yeah. October, of uh, kind of the poster image of Tess in the doorway and the light pouring out from behind her, and I tweeted it at the director Zach Trigger, and he said he loved it. Wow. And I said, nice. hey buddy. I'll be an extra in your next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, just fly me out to wherever you're to yeah. Bulgaria. To Bulgaria, apparently. that's right. Yeah. Um, so sorry I talked so long. Maybe oh, this episode fine. went long, but I, I really it's enjoyed it. I'm I was pleasantly surprised because Andrew, I think you watched this. Unpopular. We didn't have this movie yeah. picked out as our one of our ones we were gonna watch, yeah. and you watched it before that. Mm-hmm. And then we toyed around with it, and Max, I think you did similarly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna watch it <laughs> after your recommendation, just because <laughs> uh, you know, you like, you like a different type shit. of movie. And uh, I think Andrew has some of the same uh, tentativeness to to stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, after watching Yellow Jackets, which Andrew said was a bit too much, um, and then him saying that Barbarian was pretty good, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. If I can handle Yellow Jackets, I can handle this one. What what did you say? I I said I I hold so much power. You do. You you really swayed me. Uh, and th- that's not saying, uh, Robert, that I that I don't value your no, opinion. No, you, you can say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's basically what I mean to say. Good, good. No, essentially, like uh, you liking a horror movie does not equate to me liking a horror movie. But Andrew yeah, liking 100%. a horror movie has a, a higher percentage rate. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.